Oh, you gonna wear headphones? Yeah, I wear headphones now. Hey, look at you! <laughs> no, this is my thing. <laughs> ah, only headphones for uh... me. Everybody. Hey everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Spoiler alert, it's because it's our show and, and it's not, not yours. Uh, it really is a mouthful, though, that intro. If I don't if I don't take a good deep breath before I get started, I'm like, ooh, I'm winded. And we're not done because if this is your first episode, stop. stop and go back to the beginning. That's right. We tell everybody you would know that if you listen to this episode, if you listen to the show already. And yes. So if you're new, stop. We tell everybody, go back, start from the beginning, grumble thorpe to my mouth a little bit. We mean it. Because we peaked early. And now we're here. Started from the bottom and we stayed there. And we went lower. We went lower. I think that's the title of another I episode. I think we've also said, yeah, started from the bottom and then we hit rock bottom. <laughs> and then we hit rock bottom. And now we're here at the magma. At rock bottom. Smegma. Um, which is a place like on Spongebob. Smegma. I hate myself. Okay. Um, like on Spongebob, like bikini bottom, but then there's rock bottom. Did you and- ever see that episode? Yes. Spongebob goes to rock bottom. Yeah. And it's like scary. I did. Yeah. It's like skid row of the ocean. Anyway, start from the beginning. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, especially if you are still listening to us and the last episode where all of our opinions came out didn't scare oh you gosh. away. But if also it didn't scare you away, I mean, you know, welcome. You know, you know who you are. People. You know who we are, you know. If you've listened from the beginning. Yes. Yes. Because even Jacob mentioned, he was like, I feel like y'all kind of end up discussing these topics every other week. And I'm like, we yeah, do. Because they, they we, permeate our culture. Yep. And we don't want to be quiet about them. Not anymore, baby. We're loud. We're here. And someone gave us a microphone and an RSS feed. Suck it. Well, we, we asked yeah. to borrow the studio space, and then we did it. And then we, um, we pay for our, our... We do pay for our RSS feed. RSS feed. Um, no. Eric <laughs> Thank you so offered. Much. Eric did offer. It's and we true. will never let him forget that we fact. We won't ever let him forget it because if he ever acts like this is inconvenient for him, <laughs> guess what, friend? You offered to let you us You offered. <sighs> but thank you, Eric. We appreciate the space. How you doing? Me? Yeah. I'm good. I have a mini baby hangover I've been pushing away all day. Oh, yeah. But it's because I'm 30 now. I can't. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, welcome. I hate it. Welcome. It's like my favorite pastime. Yeah, yeah. But no, otherwise, you know, good. Yeah, I'll be 34 in October. There it is. Yeah, man. It's coming. Life. Mary Angel's in her 40s. What? My sister will be 40 in February. Wild. It's crazy to me to have friends who are in their 40s. It never stops being weird. Guess what? Thanks to Mary Angela, in a few years we'll have a friend in our 50s. <laughs> but you know she's going to have a bomb-ass 50th birthday party. I know. Party. I can't wait to go to her 50th birthday party month. Oh, yeah. Because you know she's going to party the whole month, baby. She should. She will. And we'll say this and we say it to Mary Angela's face. Mary Angela is in her 40s. She does not look it. She no, looks she like terrific. she's with us in like 30s, late 20s. I mean. No, she looks great. 
What? I almost put you on blast. I was like, Mary Angela, Stephanie said you don't. What? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you're such a bitch. Uh, if you're new to the show. Did y'all hear where I put a fart noise in for Stephanie blowing her nose two weeks ago? Did. Yeah, I was listening to our podcast and like, it was funny because I didn't have the volume up really loud and I was driving to work and like listening to it and I rewound it because I was like, did she put a fart noise in there? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she put a fart noise in for me blowing my nose. I'm drunk with power. She, she <laughs> is. This is, they say, you know, man, like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And here, Sarah is the dictatorship of this podcast. I am, and I will put farts wherever I want to put the farts. The authoritarianism that she show. exhibits in this role, it's a little scary. But, you know, I guess if, if I'm going to have a white lady in charge of something in my life, this podcast is a safe bet. You're a bitch. <laughs> We're back on our white bullshit. Back on our bullshit. <laughs> um, you can't see this podcast, but I got a dope ass manicure today. It looks really she did. Good. It'll then, probably be on her Insta. So slide on over yeah, there. Man, it looks really good. Uh, inspired by the art of Oliver Hibbert, who for the longest time I've been calling Oliver Hilbert. Uh, and then I was looking at his signature recently, and I was like, "Did There's he know Ellen? Did there? he know he spelled his name wrong?" Someone should tell him. And then I was like, Stephanie, I, I think he knows how to spell his name. I think that you have just all this time for whatever reason thought there was a second, uh, thought, thought there was some sort of L in there. There's but not. There's not. It's Oliver Hibbert. It's not Oliver Hilbert, which is what I called him for a long time. So don't look up Hilbert. Um, so, yeah, it's my manicure was hand-painted by um, Allison Orenstein Rodriguez, who uh, goes by The Stylish Bat. Is oh, I her love that. is her Instagram handle? Everything she owns, she might as well be Mary Angela. Everything she owns is purple, <laughs> but she's very aware of it. Um, it's on purpose, and she corsets like regularly. She Ooh. is snatched, right? And I was like, I noticed it the first time I was with her. I was like, you, I was like, you're wearing a corset. She's like, oh yeah, I wear them every day. <laughs> I was like, wild. And she said something about like her lost some progress over <laughs> over quarantine because she wasn't cinching to the gods. But I mean. Good Lord. Every day. Oof, no. but that she's, is so much. Yeah, she is a talented, talented lady, and she is fun and eccentric like we are, and she does a, a badass manicure. <laughs> so I have this really cool, spacey rainbow manicure, and I'm very happy about it. That's my banter for today. I love that. Oh, and while I was getting my nails done, everyone was like, oh, my God, your nails. Uh, there was a hairstylist who was doing somebody's roots, and then, you know, she left the tinfoil on, and they were talking, and they got to talking about podcast that they liked and they were of course talking about many of the classic very popular true crime podcasts of now my favorite murder so they talked about my favorite murder and last podcast Cereal, and, last last and how they don't listen to you know i think it's my favorite murder is the one that they are like over and they talked about um and that's why we drink and i was like if you like you're gonna like a true crime podcast i gotta say I have a spooky true crime podcast. And she's like, oh, my God, what's it called? I was like, Dead Ten Stories with a Z. And she, like, flipped her phone around. She's like, I'm assuming it's this one. Because that looks like you. (laughs) Our artwork. It's super easy, right? Because I have a shaved head. 
Um, but our artwork by Rennie Slackman, we've never changed it because it is so fantastic. Because why would we? We yeah. love it so, so much. And it's great. I shaved my head again because we thought we were going to have to redo it when I was growing my hair back out. I, 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 by redo, <laughs> it means asking Rennie if she her would to just add throw hair <laughs> to the picture. Um, but no, I shaved my head again and now we... We're, we're matching again on our on our album cover. It's perfect. I love that. Yeah, I feel like when I hear people talk about, I listen to Last Podcast or My Favorite Murderer, and that's why we drink. I'm like, yeah, are you tired of their bullshit that they've put in their shows now? Yes, Guess come to what? us. We don't have sponsors, girl. Come to Dead Time Story. Not only not sponsors, but for me, I, I really loved And That's Why We Drink. And then they started doing 30 minutes of opening banter before getting to their stories. Yeah. And I said, I don't care enough about your personal life we, we to want to do this. We try to keep it under 10, y'all, 7 to 10. We do. And they started having like two hour long episodes. And I said, I don't have time to focus on you for two hours. I got 45 to 50 minutes tops unless it's something real good. So I had to stop. Yeah, we know those that are the we're parameters. real mediocre. So we keep it under an hour. <laughs> we do. And we, we, we want to thank keep your you so much for coming along with us on this journey. Yeah. And we are we are self-aware to not become like that. So that you can you continue to listen to us because it's in small doses. We never asked Jacob if he was ready to talk about some ghosts. We didn't. I figure it's because we weren't. We were talking about genocide. That's true. We talked straight up about <laughs> some genocide and and uh, the cult of Western civilization. The cult of Western civilization. I like that phrase a lot. Well, guess what? Hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, hey Leslie. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? That one felt aggressive. That one felt like we were high schoolers bullying someone else, where we were like, you ready to talk about some ghosts? And like faked them out and then took their lunch money. Yeah, man. That's what we do to our listeners. I used to say that was my type. Uh, My type is somebody who I can't tell if I want to kiss them or beat them up and take their lunch money. Because I like nerds. I like dorks. Sarah is nodding her head, yes, because she she knows it's true. Yeah, you that is like the little ones. I mean, that's my type. People used to be like, what's your type? And I'm like, no, they really don't a nerd. look alike. Yeah, I was like, they, I don't have uh, a physical type. Good teeth. I do like good teeth. You like good teeth. I like good teeth and good butts. And guess what? That, is not, that is not gender specific. And my partner now oh, my Val's has got a both. beautiful <laughs> set of chicklets and a, <laughs> a big old booty. Oh. <laughs> and I'm a lucky person. An um, award-winning booty, as the, you like to yes, remember to say. I do. They do. They literally have an award-winning booty. They have a trophy for their butt. They won best ass at the Woods Campground See, a couple years ago. See, you do have ago. a type. My, right, yeah, exactly. So yes, it's my, a dump truck I, ass. I, I like a big old booty, and I like some good teeth. So yeah, um, but if you look at the people I date, they really do not look alike. They just have nice teeth and big butts, and they're fucking dorks. We should put Val in a pair of Delia's jeans, skinny jeans. <laughs> Their booty would rip out like the Hulk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that booty. Uh so, Sarah. <laughs> yes, Stephanie. What are you talking about this week? I'm going first this week. And I just wanted to give some major updates because there have been a lot Ooh. since I talked about the Britney Spears conservatorship. There have there been. Have. So, even when I was talking about it, it was not well known how Britney felt about her conservatorship because at that time— It was like over a year ago, yes, right? Yes, it was a, it was it was a, a long while time ago. ago that I talked about the Free Britney movement. We did and, it first. Just you kidding. know, <laughs> how 
people, you know, were suspecting that there was something going wrong, but we really, like, there wasn't any proof because she hadn't been public about what was going on with her conservatorship. So now that that has really become more of a talking point, especially after the documentary that was released, um, was it late last? It was early this year, I think. Um, but I will talk about that because it's in my timeline. I have a timeline Perfect. <laughs> of the conservatorship. But I, yeah, I wanted to give more of a timeline um, just to remind everybody kind of where it started from the bottom. <laughs> and now we're here. Further down. Um, and, and what is going on with that now. So I talked about Britney Spears' conservatorship uh, a little bit. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was, was it 2019? Like, it was a while ago. It was definitely I at least last year. I feel like we were in the basement studio. When I was were talking we? about Free Britney, it was a while ago. I think we were in the basement studio. That's how long it's been. Y'all, uh, Christina, hashtag, go back and find that episode. Let me so. Hashtag Free Britney. So, um, starting that up again, the conservatorship. So, we all remember in the early 2000s when Britney Spears was absolutely everywhere and the media was constantly constantly talking about what she was doing, especially criticizing her at that time. Always. Talking about crazy Britney, and she's out partying, she's driving around with a baby in her lap. Oh, my God. Oh, my she God, I forgot about crazy. the baby in the lap. Oh, how could you forget I about the totally baby? I totally forgot, because I was thinking about the barefoot in the gas station. Yeah. See, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, <laughs> lots of stuff just criticizing Britney's very existence. And paparazzi, like, nonstop, relentless. like, really relentless, would not leave her alone. So it was really in the 2007-2008 time that people were like, Britney's crazy. 2008 is when they got that famous picture of her attacking a photographer's car with her head shaved and just, like, talked about her being in a psychiatric hospital. And the reason that she shaved her head was because she said that people were always touching her. And if she shaved her head, then, like, people would not be able to grab her by her hair anymore and touch her hair so Which much. is a valid reason. I think that that's incredibly valid. Right. And at the time, again, like, at the time, people, mocked her so much and laughed about it and nowadays like really like it is it just sounds so relatable right like you're just like girl I fucking get it um I'm also a big a big fan of Chris Crocker I don't know if you follow them on uh, on Instagram but they are still doing stuff Chris Crocker who was horribly bullied by the internet at this time um when he made the famous leave Britney alone video I really want that shirt now. That's the Chris Crocker was right shirt. I don't know if you've seen it, but I want it so bad. I really want him and Britney to be best friends. To be best friends. But Chris Crocker is on... I go back and forth with using which pronouns, because they are all over the place, but good for them. Because uh, we'll touch on Chris Crocker just for a moment, but then back to Britney. Because Chris Crocker has stated many, many times that like they identify as female and like they would transition but because of where they live, what their family is like, and how they make their money, it is not safe for them to transition, which is why they still really present masculine. Uh-huh. But in an ideal world, like, Chris Crocker would transition. Would be a she. Um, yes. If- so I use uh, they, them pronouns often when talking about Chris Crocker. But I think that they're adorable and fantastic. I did not know. I mean, I follow their posts occasionally, but yeah. not di- dove in enough to... To know that. But yeah, they're a delightful person. Um, but they... Oh, my God, they're uh, hilarious. And they're sober now, which is good for them. But, yeah, so that's their situation. And they have talked many times about how, like, yes, I'm glad that all this attention is being brought on Britney Spears and what's going on with that situation. But also, that was a really horrible, traumatizing experience for me as a young gay kid who people 
wanted to make fun of and like I got sent death threats like this was a horrible time in my life and I wasn't just defending Brittany like I was defending my mom like my mom was a soldier at that time in Iraq and my mom had been through all these like a really abusive relationships and like I saw Brittany as this like woman like my mom who people like didn't understand and wouldn't leave her alone and I saw a lot of parallels in those two mm-hmm. women in my life um but Chris Crocker was right and everyone like calling Brittany crazy and making fun of her for all the things she was going to like this was a young woman who you know like she was late teens early 20s at this time yeah uh she was a mother with her two kids she's going through a divorce and all that the media wants to talk about is how crazy she is and she shaved her head and oh britney's out of control uh so that sets the stage for the 2008 conservatorship that britney was put into and this was an emergency quote-unquote temporary conservatorship by her father, Jamie Spears. Temporary, my ass. Not to be confused with Lynn Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. So there is... Which, fuck Jamie Lynn, too. <laughs> so if you're not aware, Britney Spears, uh, she her father is Jamie, her mother is Lynn, but she also has a sister who is Jamie Lynn Spears, who, you know, she was on Nickelodeon for a time. She got originally canceled because she was young and got pregnant while she was on her she sure show. She did. She was 15, I think, 15 or 16 yep. when she got pregnant, yep. Jamie Lynn. And I remember that being a whole thing. Yes. So by 2008, she is put into this court-ordered conservatorship where her father is in charge of her estate uh, and her health. So he gets to decide... Uh, what gets done with her money and what gets done with her body, like deciding who her doctors are, what medications that she's on, uh, who her lawyer is, how her money is being spent. He is also who is in charge of her work. Like he decides when she's going on tour, who she's touring with, where she's going to go, what interviews she can and can't do, which is why she never gets to talk about her conservatorship. And we never heard her talk about it publicly because she didn't have any right to have any interview that was not approved by her father as her conservator. Hmm. People were questioning this conservatorship as early as 2009. People were were like, hey, Free Britney, what's going on with this conservatorship? This was supposed to be temporary. Why is this still going? And in 2009, that conservatorship was ultimately extended to 2019. So by 2019, which is when people really started to talk about this and we started to see that Free Britney hashtag, mm-hmm. um, it came up because people were talking about uh, kind of how weird Brittany was being about not talking to people. She had this big launch of a Las Vegas residency, and she was supposed to come out and, like, yes. do a song and do an interview. And she literally came out, and they took some pictures, and she waved, and she fucking left. <laughs> she, yep. She didn't sing. She didn't do an interview. She was like, bye. So people were really like, what is going on with Britney Spears and this conservatorship? In 2019, Jamie requested to again extend the conservatorship. So it had already been going on at that point for 11 years when her father was like, yeah, let's keep going. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, I love this money. Right? And we're here in California. Let's also like be in other spaces. Let's do Louisiana. Let's do Hawaii. Let's do Florida. Let's make sure I'm covered to do all her business here and there. But around that time in 2019, there were growing concerns about the appropriateness of Jamie's conservatorship and his ability to lead the conservatorship. And 
he officially had stepped down as her primary conservator, so he wasn't the one dealing with her on a day-to-day basis. However, he still was the one who was in control of everything. And wasn't he also dealing with alcoholism cases and he hit her kids? Yes, so that and was— has, uh, like, a— So what I was—yes, that's exactly what I was getting at. So oh, okay. he stepped down as her primary conservator— after being accused of physically abusing Britney's 14-year-old son, Sean. Uh, and isn't there a restraining order against him still? I don't know if between there the son still and the is. Grandpa? Um, but Jamie stepped down as Britney's primary conservator with uh, her longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, temporarily taking over for his duties. There were some people that were close to her that were still insisting that the conservatorship was really necessary for Britney, that she was not able to make these decisions for herself, that she needed somebody to be there. Well, yeah, because you put on her, her on so many drugs. In April of 2019, Brittany completed a stay at a mental health facility. Uh, so she wasn't touring. She didn't want to tour anymore. And she was trying to take it easy and not think about her career, which she had absolutely no control over whatsoever. Um, but they were finally recognizing, like, she's not in the right frame of mind to be performing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In July of 2020, her brother Brian spoke out. He was saying that he still thinks that she may need the conservatorship, but it's clear that she doesn't want it and that she doesn't want her father involved. Um, and a big, a lot of the big complaints from Brittany, from my understanding, aren't even necessarily, I mean, she hates the conservatorship, um, but... The bigger problem is Jamie, is Jamie being the conservator, both of her money and of her health. Mm-hmm. So in September of 2020, Brittany's lawyers tried to file to oppose sealing parts of the conservatorship. So parts of it weren't public. People didn't know there weren't these public court hearings. And presumably in the past, the reason that they weren't public was because a lot of it pertained to her children and her ability to care for her children. And when you're talking about minors, that isn't public knowledge. So that's why so much of her information was hidden from the public. Mm-hmm. Um But now that her children are a little bit older and they're not talking about the kids when it comes to what's going on with the conservatorship, the choices that are being made for her, she was able to request that these be made public because they're not talking about her kids anymore. Mm -hmm. They're talking about her and they're talking about her health, her money, her experiences. That was kind of a big deal and a game changer, right? Because so much of everything so far has been speculative, where people were like, her Instagram is really weird. We think she's being held prisoner. Like, that was literally how it started. Yeah, they were like, Brittany, wear yellow if you're being held against your will. And then she posted something with a yellow yellow shirt. shirt. And I talked about that when I talked about this before. And when I was talking about this before, this was before all of these court proceedings were public. This was before we had any public information. So this was all just going off of, like, what people were reading from her Instagram and talking about how, like, they've laid hints where they're like, Brittany, right, if you're in trouble, wear a yellow shirt. Uh, And, like, different coded language that she uses after comments were like, Brittany, if this is what's going on, do this. So um, in September of 2020, they, uh, like I said, they moved to make the hearing public because they weren't talking about her children anymore. And her conservatorship has clearly been attracting a lot of attention and unprecedented levels of scrutiny from mainstream media and social media alike. And far from being a conspiracy theory or a joke, as people had thought that it was in the past, it was really minimizing 
the amount of meaningful information that the public had access to. So people were going off of, like, just the wildest shit on Instagram. Just speculation, yeah. And by this time, Britney's family was basically at war about how they should be handling this. Um, And I know you were like, fuck Jamie Lynn Spears, too. Yes. So she had filed in August to replace her father with Jody Montgomery, the licensed fiduciary who took over the conservatorship in September of 2019. She was like, yes, I don't want my dad in charge of my money. I would like a lawyer who I choose to be in charge of my money. And that was a big deal because she had an attorney who was like, Brittany has no problem with her conservatorship, but that attorney was hired by Jamie Spears. That was not an attorney that Brittany chose. So naturally he's going to push an agenda that like what Jamie's doing is totally fine. Um, Lynn, her mom, wanted to establish a care plan that would transition Britney's personal life out of the conservatorship. And Jamie told her that Britney needs long-term monitoring, that he doesn't think that she's prepared to take such drastic action and to care for herself. But Britney wants to live her life like any grown adult on her own terms and is very displeased with the current custody arrangement. Uh, mm-hmm. And she wants to see her children more than she's getting to see her children. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big news that came in November of 2020 was that Brittany lost her bid to remove her father from her conservatorship for now. It's not permanent, but at the time it was being declined. Uh, she said that she was afraid of her father, that she would not perform again as long as her father was in charge of her career. And she hasn't worked or performed since early 2019. Yeah. Her lawyer that she is trying to hire also said that Brittany and her dad have not communicated in a while, even though her father's lawyers argued that they haven't spoken because her lawyer that she's trying to hire won't let her speak. So it's been a lot of back and forth between them. Mm -hmm. In December of 2020, her conservatorship was extended to September of 2021. So to two months from now. Mm Mm-hmm. In January of 2021, Brittany's lawyer said it would be detrimental to give Jamie more control. So, again, even she wants out of her conservatorship totally, but a main thing is she wants to be out from under Jamie. There's a big issue with Jamie running her money, Jamie running her health, and she doesn't want to work. It's why she hasn't been working. And then cut to February of 2021. That is when the Framing Brittany documentary came out from the New York Times. It's available on Hulu. If you have not watched it yet, oh my gosh, please do. It is a big fucking Mm eye-opener. But the whole documentary is about letting you know, like, what is a conservatorship? What does this really mean for her? And also take into account how this woman was being treated in the early 2000s. The amount of media attention that was on her would have broken any human being. Absolutely. It was absolutely positively wild. But the documentary instantly made waves on social media. It had details about Britney's rise to fame and her drive, even as a young girl. And it had tons of celebrities responding to it on social media. And Free Britney became a viral hashtag. People were paying attention to what was happening. Later in February of 2021, Britney's boyfriend spoke out for the first time against her father, and he took to his Instagram stories to start talking about the situation. Um, He said, now it's important for people to understand I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles in our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total dick. 
I won't be going into details because I've respected our privacy, but at the same time, I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and my freedom. Because he's foreign. Mm-hmm. So later And that- he's younger. Get it, Brittany? <laughs> you love that age gap love. I do. Later that day, TMZ also caught up with Sam, and he didn't hold back in sharing how he felt about the conservatorship. He's, oh, it's like the Duggar kids speaking out, too. I love it. Open your mouth, fill the tea. He said, I'm not upset at anybody, but you know what? What I said is what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> I think he's a dick. That's just my opinion, but I'm not going into details. That's it, man. Sam told the publication. I hope we can be on good terms one day. Once he starts treating his daughter right, then we can be on good terms. I love it. On February 9th of 2021, a post on Britney's Twitter account says she's taking time out. So she was like... Uh, she posted a like performance of Toxic from like three years ago. And she said, I can't believe this performance is from three years ago. I always love being on stage, but I'm taking the time to learn how to be a normal person. Mm-hmm. I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life. Yeah, that went on her Twitter and her Instagram because I follow her on Insta. Yes, and she was like, I'm taking a break from mm-hmm. social media. On February 9th, 2021, Britney's lawyers asked the judge to end her conservatorship. The singer's attorneys went back to court to ask the judge to remove Jamie Spears as his daughter's conservator. In March of 2021, Jamie Spears says publicly that he wants the conservatorship to end. Um, Whether or not there is an end to the conservatorship really depends on Britney, he said. If she wants to end her conservatorship, she can file a petition to end it. Thorin said that Jamie is not suggesting that he is the perfect dad or that he would receive any Father of the Year award. Like any parent, he doesn't always see eye to eye on what Brittany may want. But Jamie believes every single decision he has made has been in her best interest. He also was asked by CNN, uh, who they reached out to uh, Britney Spears' lawyer, who she hired, who would not comment on the case. In March of 2021, Britney's lawyer asks Jody Montgomery to be named her permanent conservator. Uh, So they are asking for Jamie Spears to resign as her conservator and move over to the person that she chose, which is Jody Montgomery. Court documents obtained by people also said that Britney reserves the right to petition for the termination of the conservatorship. Britney previously said in court documents that she is strongly opposed to having her dad as her conservator and strongly prefers Jody in that role. Mm -hmm. In April of 2021, Lynn demanded that Jamie pay legal fees uh to be repaid to britney she was like you've made enough off of being the conservator for our daughter you should be paying her fucking lawyer's fees yes oh my god um and which of course jamie's like that's preposterous (laughs) which you're like dude in uh april 27th 2021 jamie speaks out to the court to throw out lynn's request that he pay the legal fees April, also 27th, uh, Brittany requests to speak in court for the first time. So this was a really, really big deal, which you probably heard about. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you didn't, Brittany um, brought – there was unprecedented requests to know what Brittany had to say about this conservatorship because up until then, she hadn't had any public comment on it. And even this wasn't like, you know, to the media. This was public, like a public court record. Uh, that she wanted to speak for herself as soon as possible. It marked the first time that she voiced her opinion in court about the matter. For over a decade, Brittany has rarely spoken about the conservatorship case, uh, and Brittany's court-appointed lawyer broke the news. The conservatee has requested 
that I seek from the court a status hearing at which she can address the court directly. Samuel D. Ingram III asked the judge overseeing the case. They didn't want to waste any time and proposed the hearing be scheduled on an expedited basis, preferably within 30 days, and the judge, Brenda Penny, set the next status hearing to June 23rd, ahead of the previously scheduled July date. June 22nd, 2021, is the leaked court documents that say Brittany was forced to perform with a high fever um, that she had, um, against her will, been given an IUD, which, if you're not familiar, an IUD is a form of birth control. I have one, but I chose it. (laughs) Um, But you can't take an IUD out. You need to go to the doctor unless you're like Val and your body rejects it. Oh, yeah. Whoa! Very uncommon, but it happens. I've literally seen it. Um, But, no, but Brittany, um, very seriously, Brittany was forced to be on birth control, and she has said uh, that she wants to have more children. She wants Mm -hmm. to be able to have the choice to make more children, but she is not given that choice because all of her health decisions are made by her conservator, which was really eye-opening for a lot of people who didn't understand the level of control within the conservatorship and how little she little say she has over her own body and what's being ha- and what's being done um but she said that she was also forced to perform with an over 100 degree temperature to go on stage under these high power lights in front of all these people and she was unwell and forced to work by her father. Mm-hmm. Um, Brittany makes a 24-minute statement to the court judge in Los Angeles, Judge Brenda Penny, um, when she talks about the IUD and the number of years that she's been in the conservatorship. Uh, and she said, I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. Basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody. Yep. Uh, celebrities were immediate to jump on that and hashtag free Britney and talking about how body autonomy is obviously hella important even to celebrities and famous people. Mm -hmm. And even if she were handicapped in some way, like this just brings attention to how much disabled people have their rights stripped from them on a very like day-to-day basis if Brittany is mentally disabled as they kind of heavily imply like she can't take care of herself or whatever the idea that she should have no right to say like what gets done with her body what gets done with her money that's out that's absolutely outrageous oh my god yeah on June 25th, 2021, Brittany apologized to her fans on Instagram. She said, my life seems to look and be pretty amazing. I think that's what we all strive for. I'm bringing this to people's attention because I don't want people to think my life is perfect because it's definitely not at all. And if you've read anything about me in the news this week, you obviously really know it's not. I apologize for pretending like I've been okay for the past two years. I did it because of my pride, and I was embarrassed to share what happened to me. I feel like Instagram has helped me have a cool outlet to share my experience, my existence, and to simply feel like I matter despite what's going on through everything and how it's worked. Some of Brittany's closest friends and family have been speaking out more and more to support her. But regardless, June 30th, 2021, Judge yep. Penny denies Brittany's lawyer's request to remove her father from his role as the co-conservator of her estate. On July 6th, uh, Brittany's attorney and both her manager resigned. 
So um, we're <laughs> in the middle of it, or Brittany's in the middle of it, to yep. be more fair. But um, in early July, Brittany's attorney submitted a petition to resign from his position two weeks after she stated in court that she wanted to choose her own attorney. That was her father's attorney that was Mm -hmm. hired for her. Ingham has represented Brittany for all 13 years of her conservatorship because he was hired by her father, Jamie, and was first appointed to her case in 2008 by the Los Angeles County uh, Superior Court. Under the terms of his resignation, Ingham will still represent Brittany until she is appointed a new lawyer because she still doesn't technically have the right to choose her own lawyer. Um. The same day, Brittany's manager, Larry Rudolph, resigned after 25 years of working with her. He was working with her before the conservatorship. In the beginning, yeah. Yes. Um, He said, as you know, I've never been a part of the conservatorship nor its operations, so I'm not privy to many of these details. I was originally hired at Brittany's request to help manage and assist her career. And as her manager, I believe it is in Brittany's best interest for me to resign from her team as my professional services are no longer needed, parentheses, because she's not working. Please accept this letter as my formal resignation. I will always be incredibly proud of what we've accomplished over our 25 years together. I wish Brittany all the health and happiness in the world, and I'll be there if she ever needs me again, just as I always have been. Um, The most recent updates are July 14th, 2021. Brittany hired her own lawyer, and she says that she wants to file charges against Jamie Spears. Good. Because fuck that guy. Yep. Um, Judge Penny granted Brittany the right to choose her own lawyer for the first time since the beginning of her conservatorship in 2008. Yeah, she denied to end the conservatorship, so she's still not in my good side. She's not on the good. She's not all the way there yet. Um, And remember, currently her conservatorship is set until September of this year. So she chose her own lawyer, who hopefully is going to be able to fight for her to end her conservatorship this September. The judge approved Brittany's old lawyer's resolution and allowed her to select Matthew Rosengart, a former federal prosecutor, as his replacement. During the same hearing, Brittany also announced her intent to file abuse charges against her father. I'm here to get rid of my dad and charge him for the conservatorship abuse, Brittany said to the court. This conservatorship has allowed my dad to ruin my life, she continued. I thought they were trying to kill me. She told Judge Penny that my dad needs to be removed immediately. Brittany also stated that she still wants Jody Montgomery to remain the temporary conservator of her person. Brittany's new lawyer seconded the plea. This is not working, he told the court. This is a real question as to why Mr. Spears does not voluntarily step down today. Is he here for financial reasons? Does anybody really believe that Mr. Spears' involvement is in the best interest of his daughter? He would resign if he loves his daughter. After the hearing, Brittany shared her good news on Instagram. New with the real representation today, I feel gratitude and blessed, she wrote in her caption. Thank you to my fans who supported me. You have no idea what it means to me to be supported by such amazing, awesome people. Um, and she posted a video of herself uh, riding on horseback and doing cartwheels to celebrate her victory in court. Yeah. So the next big updates will come in September. That is the next time that her conservatorship is basically up for debate. But the biggest update now is that she does have a lawyer that she chose, Mm -hmm. and she has a co-conservator that she chose. So hopefully they will finally be able to at least oust Jamie as her conservator. But we would like to see an end to the conservatorship. But, of course, Brittany's still getting whatever guidance or help is absolutely necessary to her person while still being able to make her own choices about her medical decisions and Mm. her work. Yes. 
And those are the latest updates with Britney Spears. <sighs> free Britney. Hashtag free Britney, y'all. Definitely. Well, hopefully in a few months we'll have a really good update. That's what I'm hoping. And we're going to say it on the podcast, so it'll happen. In September, Britney Spears' conservatorship will end. At least with Jamie Spears. But hopefully all together. I think all together. But we'll see what Let's happens. Let's let her go. She's a 40-year-old woman. She's a grown-ass woman. Let her make her decisions. Absolutely. She's worked so hard. Let her have her life. And if she runs it into the ground, at least she did it herself. On her own fucking terms. Yep. Let her live, man. I hope she burns it to the ground. Hashtag right. free Britney. Go Hashtag left. Free Go Britney. left eye, Britney. Burn that house down. For real. Just... Let's do it, girl. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? I am talking about a true crime that randomly popped up in, like, my TikTok feed. But it's because it's something that happened recently. Um, and the woman I'm going to talk about was just, like, this week sentenced. Ooh. So, uh, this is short, but I found it very interesting. This is the story of Corinna Smith, a mom of two who lived in Neston, which is near Liverpool. So, she was over in the UK. Love it. Um, she had a very basic, unassuming life. She got married to her husband, Michael Baines, in her 20s. They've been married for 38 years, uh, two kids, a son and a daughter. Okay. All of it seemed, you know. Pretty basic. Pretty basic family drama, but pretty basic. Until July of 2020, when, I have to say allegedly, when allegedly her daughter confided in her that their father, Corinna's husband of the last 38 years, had sexually assaulted both her and her brother when they were younger for years. At that point, Corinna then realized that's probably why my son had so many issues and so many troubles his entire life, and he ultimately had killed himself in 2007. Oof. So with this news, Corinna... Did not take it well. And her next moves were beyond what anyone could have ever predicted. Uh-oh. So while her... Now, I want to point this out. I do love age gap love, but Corinna's in her... I don't think I wrote it down. She's in her 50s. Her husband right now is 81. Okay. So there was an age gap there, and she got He's, married to him when, in her 20s. Yeah. So he was already in his 50s when yes. they got married. Okay. Yes. While her 81-year-old husband, Michael, slept, she filled a bucket of water from her garden, filled a bucket with water from her garden, and put it on the stove to boil. She then added three kilograms of sugar to the mix, and after it was at a full boil, she picked it up, she walked into the bedroom, and she dumped it on Michael's arms and torso. Not his dick. I was imagining on his face. I don't think it got his face. I think she dumped it probably a little bit on his face, but they mainly talk about his arms and his torso. She then turned around, walked out of the house, and walked nine houses down to a neighbor's house and said, I've hurt him really bad. I think I killed him. And the neighbor called the police. Of course. When the police arrived, Michael was alive. They said he was, hold on, let me get the quote because I have the quote from the director. He was, he was laying there writhing in pain 
They said that the skin on his left arm and hand had already sort of like peeled off. Yeah. So what happens is not only is the boiling water obviously going to burn the fuck out of you, but with her adding sugar to the mix, what that does is it causes the water to become thicker and sticky. And so it not only goes into the skin more, but then it sticks there and it's basically impossible to remove once it's on burned flesh. Michael was taken to the hospital where he went through numerous um, skin grafts, transplants, but he died one month later. Yeah, sure. I just have to read this, the chief inspector's quote, because I feel mixed feelings on it. But he described it as, Corinna Smith killed her husband Michael in such a painful and cruel way. To throw boiling water over someone when they are asleep is absolutely horrific. To also mix three bags of sugar with the water showed the determination she had to cause serious harm. Yeah. It left Michael in agony, and rather than calling the emergency services, she wasted time by going to a house nine doors away to tell a neighbor, who she wasn't close to, (laughs) what she had done. (laughs) Michael was an elderly man who fought for his life after the attack, but sadly, in the end, he passed away. My thoughts continue to be with his family at this incredible, incredibly difficult time. So they arrested Corinna, of course. And they charged her with murder. Corinna said, Corinna's defense, obviously, was he touched my kids. Of course. Um, but she said that she shouldn't be charged with murder because this was something done in, like, the heat of the moment. She she describes herself as just being, like, out-of-body experience, like, not fully there mentally. So she's kind of pleading an insane, not fully insane, but ish. just being like, it. <laughs> right. yeah. This, you know, I was so— I was insane-ish. <laughs> I was so riled up. Um, but then, of course, the prosecutors went back at her saying, no, it has to be murder because the amount of time that she stood there waiting for that water to boil. And you know what they say about a watched pot? It never boils. Right. So she she was watching watching it it a while. Um, They said that amount of time shows her, not even like premeditation, but just shows her knowledge and determination of of what she was doing. She had plenty of time to change her mind and And then choosing to walk down to the neighbor's house instead of immediately calling emergency services. They sentenced her to murder and life in prison. However, she is eligible for parole in 12 years. Everything I could find and read about this case, they just barely touch on what triggered her to do this. Right. Which I was is gonna her say, husband I was molesting like, did her children. Right. My question, because you would, st- I mean, you had even started with allegedly, but I was like, did her children step up at all and say like, well, one is dead. One is dead, right, of course. But so, did the daughter say, like, yes, I told her that? Or was the daughter like, that never happened. I don't know why my mom said that. I, I couldn't find it in the court, but I'm pretty sure her daughter was like, yes, that's what I said. But because the husband is dead and never had his day in court, we have to say allegedly. Allegedly. Yep. I, just, I rolled really hard. And all of the things that, like, the cops were saying was they say that she did this after after hearing a rumor about her husband's alleged. And I'm like, mm. It's not a rumor if, like, it wasn't if like your the neighbor daughter was tells like, hey, you. is this the thing that happened in your house? That's not, that is a rumor. If your daughter is like, listen, listen, mom, 
this happened. Dad abused me and also and my Steven. Dead brother. Yeah, I was and that's ask probably what. Was. Oh, I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say Bill. That was my made up oh, name for right. some reason. I went to Steven. I don't know. It was wild. But yeah, and I'm like, I totally understand why she did what she did. She just like you know. I'm like that doesn't. Yeah, I'm like mom. that doesn't make it right, but that does like. It does take it down a lot for me as far as how bad it was. Like, wow, she did a really painful thing. I maybe not feel so bad if she, like, smothered him in his sleep or shot him. And I'm like, ugh, she did do a thing that was, like, really, ugh. But also, like, ugh. Uh, yeah, man. She went full mama bear She didn't with sugar water. I don't know. I don't See? know. See that here's another one where we're like, sure, okay, we she did something awful. Does she deserve life in prison? I don't know. They at least lowered originally the eligibility for parole wouldn't have hit until she'd served 30 years. They did lower it to 12. I feel like it should be five. Okay. I was like, I think 12 is reasonable. How old is she? She's in her 50s. She's in her 50s. I think 12 is reasonable. I don't and think... And then let her go on parole. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is something that she's going to do again. I don't think this is something she's going to do again. But again, she also did not kill him in a quick, painless way. But also, like, he was 81. He had his life. He was going. And he apparently made choices. I was feeling he had left. Um, Oof, after that, not much. Oof, none after that, because he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Wow. So that's my really short... So you said she just... But, that just happened this week? Her, yeah. Her being... Sentenced. sentenced. Okay. Sentenced happened this week. Okay. Yep. Wow. Right? Yeah. See? <laughs> I don't know if we'll hear that I on hope the audio. That got picked up. There was a big thunderclap that big just happened. Big thunder. Oh, my God. So much for us going and working in the garden. Ooh. Oh, was that a thing you were going to do tonight? Yeah, after. Because it's so hot during the day, we can't go pull weeds during the day. That's we have to fair. go in the evening. It's fucking so we made disgusting. a plan. Anyways, that was my story about Corinna Smith. Uh, going Wild. full mama bear, and she's in prison now, but he did. So, I don't know. But also, so is her son. Wild. Damn. Damn. That poor woman. I know. I know. That's a lot. Maybe she'll get herself a nice partner in, in jail. I and, hope so. And I hope she makes a nice jail friend. I hope so, too. Oh, goodness. Well. All right. There it is. There it is. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Yes. You know, if you want to support our podcast, you can do that by going to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, $10, $15 tiers. You also can buy merch from our website, deadtimestories.com. But as always, there are totally free ways you can support our show as well, such as emailing us at deadtimestories.com at gmail.com or by leaving a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to Deadtime Stories so that you can, you know, mess us up in that algorithm, fuck it up, get people to find us. Yeah, let's get an Al Gore's rhythm. Mm. Mm. That Al Gore rhythm. Um, I'm sure there's a lockbox involved. Uh, just... And yeah. a speech about climate change. And a speech about climate change, which is, you know, an inconvenient truth. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead, Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. All right, let's knock out Saw. I am so excited because Saw 6 is so good.